Uh, okay, we've uh, you know had a chance here to spend some time uh, looking at the Bears. This is um, you know a pretty impressive group and and uh, really a young team that you can see getting better um, all the time. Uh, you know, Coach uh, has done a really good job here with you know installing his system and I think adapting and. Uh, to the personnel that, that they have there and obviously getting a lot of young players involved. It's one of the youngest teams in the league. Um, you know, offensively, I mean, Fields is a, you know, is a major, major threat every time he touches the ball, a very athletic kid. Um, uh, you know, Mooney is, is a really an outstanding receiver. He's been had a ton of production and, um, you know, I can see why he's very very good at everything, plays multiple positions um, in the slot a lot, but they've, they'll move him around, and, and he's had a ton of production. And then, um, you know, of course, the backs, uh, Herbert Montgomery, are are very good. Um, you know, this running game is, is right there with Cleveland. I mean, they, they literally have about the same exact amount of yardage. I think Herbert's leading the league in yards per carry. Uh, they're hard, very hard to tackle, and um, – you know, they do a real real good job with their their running game uh, and the play action game as well um, a lot of explosive plays lead a league in yards per pass attempt uh, they've hit some big plays some of those are catch and run plays and then when you add on field scrambles uh, which are they might count on as running plays in the stats but they're actually passing plays in terms of having to defend them um, there there are really a lot of explosive plays there that that are problems so um, uh, young offensive line, talented offensive line, two young tackles. Um, but really the, the backs, you know, Mooney, Fields, um, you know, guys that can really score on, on any play. Um, and a good group of tight ends that, you know, that they use in there. So they give us some multiple formations and personnel groups. Um, Special teams is, is uh, another young group, uh, you know, core group of players. Uh, Houston Carson is, is really one of the better coverage players that we'll see all year. Um, you know, Jones, uh, the rookie, is, has been, you know, great for him, and, and Blackwell is, is very fast. So they have a lot of team speed, Cruikshank, um, you know, and then and some of their, you know, their linebackers, which those guys run well too. Um, it's really a you know a good group, um, one of the better groups that we've played. Santos, really solid uh, kicker, veteran guy, you know, just hits the ball straight through, um, very consistent. And uh, the skills got a big leg. Ponder's got a big leg, and um, you know he he whacks it down there pretty good. So they can change field position, and especially with their fast coverage players, the three guys I mentioned there, um, they've done an excellent job of. Of um, you know, creating good field position for their for their defense, and you know Jones uh, in the return game, strong, explosive guy. You know, we spent a lot of time on him. Really dangerous with the ball in his hands, and then uh, you know Pettis and and uh, Ebner, Ebner on the kickoff returns, another fast guy, plays really in all their special teams, and and um, and uh, you know Pettis, experienced guy back there. He's you know him some on punt returns and. Uh, but it's it's a good good special teams unit, very sound, um, good players, and you know it's a lot of tough matchups there for us. And um, 
You know, defensively, uh, you know, Matt's obviously brought his very successful system uh, from Indianapolis with him. Um, you know, at Indy, they they led the led the league in in turnovers for four straight years. Uh, forced a lot of fumbles. Uh, they're very disruptive on the ball. Ball security is going to be a going to be a big issue. Um, you know, they've got got a lot of outstanding players. Um, they're hard to block on the front. Obviously, Quinn is, you know, one of the great defensive linemen. Um, you know, in this era, I mean, his numbers are are ridiculous. And you know, whatever it was last year, 17, 18 sacks. Um, this guy's a you know a major disruptive force on the edge. Um, the two linebackers, Smith and Morrow, um, you know, make a ton of tackles. Obviously, Smith leading the league in tackles, been at the top of the league, you know, almost every year. He's he's very hard to block and, and a very good tackler from side on sideline. He's got a lot of range, very instinctive, and um, you know, gets off blocks well. Obviously, finds the ball and and uh, it's really just a you know a tackling machine. And and uh, you know, Jackson's been a guy we've played against before. That's always is around the ball very instinctive player uh at the safety position uh he you know does some different things but but he's around the ball he kind of quarterbacks a secondary back there and you know make makes a lot of plays um and makes a lot of big plays you know his turnovers and returns for touchdowns and stuff like that that's you know kind of his playmaking style back there so um you know that's a problem but you know, Coach Eberflus has really done a done a good job. I mean, in the second half, they're they're the best defensive team in the second half of games in the league. Um, haven't given up much anything here in six games. I think it's they're under seven points a game in the second half or something like that. So, um, you know, you just you watch them play in the second half, and it seems like as they gain confidence, gain figure out what the offense is doing, make some adjustments, uh, they've been able to really shut almost everybody down and. And, um, and so that's, you know, obviously a big concern for us as well. So, um, you know, young players, you know, guys, guys that we don't know very well that have already jumped in and, and uh, you know, made a big impact for them, first and second year players, guys like Mooney and, you know, Gordon on defense, Jones in the kicking game, Gill in the kicking game, um, you know, players like that. And then obviously there's a few guys, you know, the Santos and, and, um, you know, certainly, you know, Quinn, guys like that that have, you know, Raekwon Smith that have been around for a while that are, that are good players as well. So, um, and have had good careers. So we'll again, get to work on these guys from a schematic standpoint and get to know them from a personnel standpoint. But we got a lot of work to do. And, and uh, you know, they've had some time here and talked about some of the things that they're going to change or do differently or whatever. So we'll have to be prepared for Maybe something that we haven't haven't seen from them. Uh, whatever adjustments, uh, you know, Coach Eberflus and his staff decide to make, and um, you know, need a, need a good week of preparation here, and you know, be ready to go Monday night. Coach, we'll open up for questions. Uh, start with Mike Giardi, followed by Mike Reese. Good morning, Bill. Um, I was curious with with regards to Max's situation. How important is it that he's able to? Uh, move well enough to protect himself in the pocket and I guess knowing how guys like to or, or want to play and how he's been pushing to play how do you have that conversation with him and 
and trust that he's being completely honest with you that I'm good and I can move. Yeah, I have total trust in, in Mac and our conversations over the last couple of years. Um, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. I don't know. Uh, we're not practicing today. We're going to you know, get a jump on, uh, on the Bears on some uh, meetings and film work and things like that, and then we'll practice tomorrow. So um, we'll give you the injury report tomorrow, let you know how things are then. But uh, really, there's nothing to talk about today. Thank you. You're welcome. Next question, Mike Reese, followed by Alan Siegel. Morning, Bill. Um, on Tyquan Thornton, uh, it's a two-game sample here. Um, obviously, a long way to go. But from what you've seen, you know, going back to the spring, how would you characterize uh, what type of route runner he is? Uh, well, you know, Tyquan didn't didn't have a big variety of routes uh, at Baylor, but you know, he's a smart kid. He has a good skill set. He's he's picking those things up. You know, like everybody, every rookie. Um, you know, the passing game in the NFL is quite different from college and there's a lot of refinement, but he gets better every day and, um, you know, uh, we'll see how it goes. Like you said, it's only been a couple of weeks out there and so, um, during the regular season. So he's working hard and, and, you know, we'll work with him. You know, Ross, Troy, he's got two great coaches that are, have helped him a lot and, and he's, you know, working hard and getting better. They had uh, from one tie to another. Um, I want to ask about Ty Montgomery, just from a standpoint of, you know, like injured players are always working back on a timeline that's specific to their individual situation. Some, you know, maybe coming back this season. Others, it's already looking ahead to next season, just based on what they're dealing with. Just specific to Ty Montgomery, is he? Which category is he sort of in? Just trying to get a better feel. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, Mike. I really do. I appreciate the uh, in-depth questioning. And um, yeah, uh, you know, I'm going to leave the injury conversation uh, out of it for right now. But thank you. Appreciate you asking. Next question, Alan Siegel, followed by Mark Daniels. Morning, Bill. Hey, Alan. Um, you've got a, a Fairly important decision coming sometime in the next couple of weeks, obviously, regarding the quarterback position. I want to talk just in general, though, and come at it a different way. In general, when you have tough decisions that are ahead of you, what criteria do you use when you're thinking to yourself or talking to other coaches in terms of getting to that final answer, which is, of course, player that you decide to go with is the player that gives you the best chance to win? Yeah, well, there isn't really much to talk about here today. Um, as you know, Mac's been inactive the last two weeks, so that's uh, there really isn't a conversation to be had here. Well, hypotheticals and all that. We'll, you know, I'm going to stay away from those. We'll see what we actually are dealing with here as we go forward. Next question, Mark Daniels, followed by Phil Perry. Hey, Bill, uh, I wanted to ask you about Nikhil Harry. Chicago now. When you think back to your time with him, what, what sticks out uh, about Nikhil? And um, you know, what do you expect from him if he plays on Monday? Uh, you know, big, talented kid. Um, things didn't really work out here the way that um, I think all of us hoped for. Um, you know, everybody tried. It just didn't work out. So I'm sure he'll be ready to go, and you know, I'm sure he'll play hard. Next question, Phil Curry, followed by Matt Dolph. 
<laughs> hey Bill, um, just curious about the process in a week like this where, you know, obviously Mac was questionable last week. There's some uncertainty maybe on whether or not he'll be available this week. But as a coaching staff, do you have to get two different plans ready? Maybe, you know, as that quarterback situation is still unfolding here. Um, well, I wouldn't say two different plans, no. Um, but again, we'll we'll get ready for the Bears, and and um, there there again, there are always players in in a situation where there's some uncertainty about their availability. That's that's the way it is every single week. So, depending on who those players are, what the plays are, what we're talking about, it, they're all kind of a little bit different. Uh, but we'll manage them the best we can. So is there, there doesn't have to be a lot of tweaking, whether it's Bailey or Mac at that position. You know, you can kind of come up with one plan and, and feel like it's, it's good for both. Yeah, well, I didn't say that. I just said every situation is different, and, and they are. So we'll evaluate each one based on the individual circumstances and, and do the best we can with it. Next question, Matt Dolloff, uh, followed by Bob Sosi. Morning, Bill. So um, we've seen guys like on the defensive line, we've seen guys like Sam Roberts, uh, Daniel Aquale play a little more recently. I know some of that is injury-related, but it's really been sort of a group effort on the D-line. I'm just curious how that added depth and that versatility that you have with those guys has allowed you to play multiple fronts and sort of game plan the defensive line in, in different ways. Right. Well, uh, as, as you mentioned, uh, you know, with Lawrence Guy uh, being out um, and inactive for multiple weeks, uh, that's created opportunity. And, uh, you know, Barmore missed uh, some of the game last week. So uh, that creates opportunity. And uh, whoever those players are in any situation like that, when when opportunity is, is created there, um, have a chance to show uh, where they're at and how they can help the team and what they can contribute. So um, some some players have had that, some players haven't. Um, depending on the position and the situation in front of them, the last week it was you know Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong at the running back spot. So you know, as always, we evaluate everybody on what they do. And, um, and obviously, the better they do, the more playing time they can earn. Um, However, they've actually gained it in the first place, whether that was about performance or injury or you know game plan formationing and personnel usage or whatever it is. Uh, if they can you know, build on those opportunities and create value for the team, then then that'll help them more going forward. And if they can't, then that will probably you know restrict it a little bit. So that's. That's why everybody has to be ready to go every every week, all the time. You never know when you know, when you're going to get that call and and be able to take advantage of it when when it happens. Sure, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, Matt. Pins, Bob Sosi, and Andrew Kelly. Good morning, Bill. Hey, Bob. I want to ask you about uh, filling the absence of Cody Davis, um, multiple roles on special teams. And when a guy goes down like that, uh, as good as he is, how, how do you describe a, a potential domino effect and, 
and what does it take to uh, replace him or at least you know get through his absence uh, in his various roles? Right. Well, that's um, you know, a question that's really uh, on point, Bob, because that's that's what happens with a, a player like Cody is uh, you lose that player on five different units. So um, each unit has its own dynamics. Each unit has its own um, you know responsibilities that come with what what he does. I mean, I don't think you know, no team has a player that can replace a player like that. Um, so it would have to be, you know, some type of multiples, uh, nope, nobody just don't plug in a guy and get out of Cody Davis, what he's given us, um, that player would already be on the field. Uh, so, and if you move that one to him, then you replace the other guy. So however it goes, it's, it's some type of combination of, um, you know, maybe changing some responsibilities, maybe in certain areas, again, you're talking about five different units. So the answer is really not the same for every unit that he's on but um but the question has to be answered somewhere along the line and then of course there's also the backup for those five spots uh once once you identify who the person is that's going to replace cody then there's five people that have to replace him or one person has to replace him on five different units however you want to look at it but it's it's five replacements that you have to come up with and that's part of the challenge of special teams and certainly being a special teams coach is um you have you know, multiple units, a lot of moving parts. Uh, you can't back up. You know, you have 66 spots on the on the six special team units, not counting the hands team and uh, other situational plays like that. So forget about all those. But those 66 spots, you have to have 66 backups, and uh, obviously you have to have multiple players backing up in some capacity, however you organize it. But that's that's what you deal with. And, and then when you lose, you know, one or two players in a game or, or whenever it is, you know, then it just becomes exponential. So, um, so, you know, I know that uh, Cam and Joe and, and I've spoken with them about it. We've talked about what some of our options are. I think some of that's also going to, you know, be determined on how things play out uh, this week. Uh, how much is too much for uh, a player taking on some of that responsibility? Uh, or can they handle more, or is it multiple players, and so forth and so on. So uh, definitely a challenge and, and definitely a, a player, uh, Cody Sevilla, a player that's really impossible to replace one for one. It's going to have to be some type of um, you know, maneuvering and, and shuffling to, to be able to you know, handle the responsibilities that, that, that he's done for us. So... Um, so we're working on that again. Every team has to deal with some element of this every year, every week. Uh, so, um, you know, we'll see what we can come up with. And final question, Andrew Kelly. Uh, <clears throat> good morning, Bill. When you, excuse me, well, look back at the scouting Dustin Fields as a rookie last spring, uh, what did you see from him at Ohio State? Yeah, I think a lot of what you what you see from him in the NFL um, – Again, a very athletic uh, kid. He's uh, gets out of a lot of trouble uh, with his athleticism, his speed, his size, balance. Uh, he runs well. Um, you know, I think he he can see the field. Uh, again, he's they lead the league in yards per pass attempt. So uh, when they throw it, there are a lot of downfield plays. He's accurate. Uh, he can throw on the run. He can throw in the pocket. 
uh, and, and he sees down the field as well as, you know, at other areas in the intermediate and, and check downs and, you know, screens and things like that, which they're very good at, especially with, you know, with the two outstanding backs that they have. So um, like any quarterback, it's coming into the NFL. It's a big, big change from uh, the system that they ran in college and new coverages and uh, different, you know, different type plays and so forth and so on. But you can see him getting better every week uh, and, and making plays consistently in game after game, uh, throwing the ball, running the ball, throwing on the run. Um, you know, he, he has quite a few decision-making plays, whether those are RPOs or uh, line of scrimmage checks based on the, the defensive uh, deployment and so forth. So, um, you know, I think he's, you know, he's a very talented player that that's getting better all the time. But honestly, like a lot of players on that team are, um, you know, they're a, a team that just each time you watch them play, you, you kind of see some of their, their younger players get, get a little bit better. And uh, they got a lot of men there. And, you know, it's a team that's, that's shown a lot of growth in, in six weeks. And uh, I'm sure with the good coaching that they're getting and, and the good fundamentals that they have established, that that's, that's the way they're going to trend. All right. Uh, thanks, everyone.